absolute proof of nothing and everything, from the Nashville bombing to confirmation bias in race relations. This is the Fedora Chronicles radio show for February 27th, 2021. Recorded on February 22nd, Jason Cousineau and I, Eric Render King Fisk, begin the show discussing more revelations about the Christmas Day Nashville bombing. The conversation includes chatter about the controversial infomercial slash documentary by the My Pillow Guy, Mike Lindell, and his attempt at proving his theory about the 2020 presidential election. The conversation includes chin wagging about, quote, belief, perseverance, unquote, and hypocrisy in the realm of politics. Could it be that people dislike a candidate? an appointee, or any other politician for legitimate reasons that has nothing to do with gender or race? Stay tuned. I don't know, it's between four and five or six times a week. A listener will get in touch with us and say that we have to do this episode on this topic because there's some new wrinkle that they've uncovered. And we welcome this like you couldn't believe because A, we're reaching out to people and people feel as if the Fedora Chronicles radio show is a platform for them to also discuss conspiracy theories or conspiracy facts, government conspiracies and cover-ups, whatever you want to call it this week, whatever you call this that we're doing right now, they feel as if they have a platform so that they can discuss what they have going on in their lives and the discoveries that they're making by by any means necessary. Uh. And we have this one listener that we have called alphabet soup and he has been a friend of mine for i'm trying to think since 87 i don't have i i can't math this morning that's like that's like that's like more than 30 years um he's a source of great information and also he's never lied to me right. whenever something is speculation he has said Eric, this is my speculation. This is what I think is going on. This is what I think happened. And because he used to work for one of the federal alphabet soups, I take what he says at great value. Right. Whatever it is that he says, I sit up and I listen or I stand up and listen. Right. Um, so alphabet. Because we know his bona fides. We know his bona fides. And if you knew his bona fides, you'd say, why, why, why would this guy, why would this guy be talking to Eric Fisk from the Fedora Chronicles? Right. Okay. That's, I think that that's how high up the food chain he used to be. Right. Um, and one of the things that he has been talking to me a lot, and he's been encouraging you and me to do our own research on the Memphis Christmas bombing of 2020. I'm not sure if there's any was has I don't think that there's been any other bombings any other year. I, I think it's Yeah, I don't think there's anything been at least recently anyway. So this is where things get a little scary. Because he said that this is a topic that we should not let go. Right. 
the rest of the world has just sort of like forgotten about this. Right. To the extent where when we were doing research or when I was doing research yesterday, the last article that I had seen about it was from January 23rd. And it was only one article. All the rest, the latest information on any other article that I could find was written December 27th. This is probably one of the biggest news items that had occurred in 2020. It's probably within the top five news stories. It's probably the biggest news stories. I mean, somebody set off a bomb in downtown Nashville. Right. Maybe this is a little ghoulish on my part. You tell me, Jay. Because nobody was killed, nobody cares. No, I think that's I think that's valid. If if a lot of people died on Christmas Day, you wouldn't hear the end of it. There would be uh, a cornucopia and an embarrassment of riches in of dis- experts being trotted out to describe this, that, and the other thing, and why, and how, and all of that shit. Who was Anthony Quinn Warner? Why did he do what it is that he did? What was his motivations? Right. Not unfair questions. Also, no one has speculated anything about that since end of December, really beginning of January. You know what I mean? It's not been a busy news year. There's not been a lot going on in the news of terrible importance. But just keep in mind, in the back of your head, the Nashville Christmas bomber and the evolution of a conspiracy theory was perhaps that's that's the name of the episode that we did. Mm-hmm. That episode was probably one of the most popular episodes that we did in the month of December and the month of January. Yep. Okay. Um, and for whatever reason, in one month alone, over a thousand people, more than a thousand people. Listen to our episode on Frazzle Drip slash Pizzagate. It's like all of a sudden everybody listened to this episode who is into conspiracy theories on all the groups that we belong to and and how we promote the Fedora Chronicles radio show. Yeah. Okay. And for whatever reason, in a short amount of time, people went back and they listened to the Nashville Christmas bomber and the evolution of conspiracy theory that was published on December 30th, 2020. I don't know if they're obsessed with this topic or they're obsessed with us talking about this topic. Does, does, does that make any sense? Did I break your brain? <laughs> no, say it again. Just all right. I'm not exactly sure if other people are listening to this episode because they're obsessed with this topic and we're one of the few people who are still talking about it, or they're obsessed with us and our obsession with this topic. Like, I, can you believe these goobers? Can you believe this goober from Southern New Hampshire who's still talking about this? It's it's one of it's one of two things, right? So, things about this topic had sort of died down a little bit. Along comes the my pillow guy. Mike Lindell and Mike Lindell has sort of made a, um, a second full full time job talking about how the 2020 election was stolen. And you'll notice that he's being banned from all the mainstream social media platforms. 
He's been banned from Facebook, he's been banned from Twitter, and he's been banned from YouTube. Yep. Right? And here's a funny thing. Do a quick search on Google, and then do a quick search on um, DuckDuckGo, and just do a quick search from Mike Lindell. Doing that right now. So Google, Mike Lindell, two L's. Yep. Uh, Business Insider five hours ago. His Wikipedia page got updated 10 hours ago. Dominion Voting Systems sues CEO Mike Lindell. Dominion sues MyPillow CEO. Absolute proof, which is apparently on MichaelJLindell.com. All right, so that's Google. Let's go to DuckDuckGo. Mike Lindell. His Wikipedia page, his um, website, uh, his Facebook page. Why Mike Lindell's fraud video should be played. Yeah. These false claims about the election made in Mike Lindell, blah, blah, blah. MyPillow CEO made a three-hour election fraud video. Everyone's going to see this miracle unfold. Yeah. yeah. Completely different pattern to the news. Right. Now, you could make the argument that Google is showing the more recent. Yeah stories about him you could except they're all out of whack you have one from five hours ago one from 10 hours ago and then one from two hours ago they're so, all they're all over the map but they basically have sort of like the same narrative is that um mike lindell is a nutcase it is pretty much um yeah that's the consensus from the mainstream media as it were um and I've watched this video or I've listened to it all the way through twice. Uh, it's not how it's being presented in the media. He has a lot of people who are in the know talking about how they are absolutely totally sure that the 2020 presidential election was stolen because of somebody, foreign actors, hacking the election through nefarious means, meaning people in other parts of the world were able to hack the voting machines and change the outcome of this election. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that Mike Lindell says is that most of that internet traffic was routed specifically through Nashville. For whatever reason, that traffic was specifically routed through a hub in Nashville, then things get a little a little crazier. The bomb goes off on Christmas Day, allegedly, and I use this in air quotes. You decide, you the listener decide if this is crazy or not. This bomb goes off on Christmas Day with plenty of warning, telling everybody, "Hey, there's a bomb that's about to go off. Clear the area." And it, and it plays the song Downtown by, I, I can't remember the name of the woman who, who played this song. I'd like to be, yeah. able, and I'd like to be able to play it for you, but, I, you know, I, I don't want to be deplatformed for sharing um, copyrighted material. And many people, including Alphabet Soup, have told us that without a doubt, that truck bomb blew up the hub where that traffic went through the internet 
to alter the election results. And it's a, it's a hard task. It's a, it's a chore to get through this movie, Absolute Proof. It's a, it's a, it's a chore. There are some very dry parts of the video. It's, it's, um, it's not easy watching. It's intriguing listening. And his guests make the case. And you'll notice how I'm be trying to be very careful with my wording this morning. Yep. The people in this video have, quote, absolute proof, unquote, that this election was stolen by foreign actors on the behest of somebody within the government. They have help from operatives within our own government. That's a crazy conspiracy. That's a crazy theory or a crazy hypothesis, as it were. You're, yeah. you're about to say something. Well, I'm, I'm looking up the address, the AT&T building in, uh, on, was it 2nd Street in Nashville? Right, because there's a number of AT&T buildings. There's this huge yes. sky, skyscraper, blah, blah, yep. blah, all this other kind of stuff, right? Um, where is this? Okay, so the AT&T building, and right now I'm on MapQuest, and they have the AT&T building as listed as being at 185 2nd Ave, and the bombing happened at 166 2nd Ave, right? So there's that, and I could have sworn there was there's more than one AT and T building, right? Now the one at 185, which is closest to the bombing, right, is called AT and T Solutions. Yep. Right. So what the hell goes on there? Right. Right. Second Ave. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you're asking me, or is that a rhetorical question? No, it's. It's it's a genuine question. It's what goes on. It's called AT and T Solutions, um, but we don't know what goes on there. You know, it, it looks like it is just a building. Right. Right. See, is there a street view on MapQuest? Of course, there isn't. So let's do this. Copy that. Go to Google Maps. Now, as much as I hate Google's big brother, we're going to take pictures of everything. Sometimes it does come in handy. Yeah. You know, when we're invading other people's privacy. Exactly. <laughs> we don't like our privacy. Hat. Yeah, don't, I don't want you, you know, screwing around with my privacy. Right. So looking at it from the outside, it is just a big brick building. It looks like it's maybe what one, maybe... 10, 12 stories tall, right? A brick on the bottom. And this is the side that you can see from 2nd Ave where the bombing happened. And again, this is 185 and the bombing happened at 166. So this is the this is the location that's really close to the to where the bombing happened. Now if I look at it on Google Maps, like from the top down, the satellite view. It looks like just an office building. Right. There's a parking lot behind it. Um, legendary milkshake bar. Ooh, that sounds good. We should try that. Let's go um, there. <laughs> you know, but it doesn't look, this doesn't to me have the look of a building that has high security stuff going through it. It's not big enough to be an internet hub. Um, 
We, but we don't know what's go. We don't know what's going on in the basement, and that's the part of the story right. where Alphabet Soup has said on several different occasions there were more right. things going on in that building. There were parts of that building that were secure, like you could not go into parts of the the building, especially the basement, with without security clearance. Now and, there is hold on, there is an AT and T skyscraper. Where is that? The AT and T building. That's that's closer to what's traditionally known as downtown. Yeah, but what is what is its address? Because that's what I want. To we looked out. we looked it up earlier when we did when we did yeah, we the did. show earlier. We said right. that there are many different AT and T facilities. The man that we refer to as Alphabet Soup, who used to work for the government. And used to specifically work in that specific aspect. We're talking about somebody who used to work with agencies such as AT&T, such as BBN slash Genuity slash Level 3 slash whatever they're calling it now. He has firsthand knowledge of what went on in that building because he was either there or he worked with people who actually did. He knows for a fact that 20 or 30 years ago, running through that basement were the actual hard lines that connected the region, meaning the entire Southeast, to what is known as, quote, the Internet. And when I mean, the quote, the Internet, I'm talking about all, all phone data, all internet data, all the date, all banking data, FAA data that we'll talk about later. He knows for a fact because he was there and he knew people who worked there on a regular basis. And I, and I don't want to spoil too much here and I don't want to give this guy away. Right. He had told me something that I thought that was very interesting. And I, I, I knew this, but I forgot all hardware that is connected to the Internet, especially network servers, have something called an ESN or electronic serial number. And ESNs are used so that you can track Internet data and where it came from and the route it took, because hidden within the meta tags of the data packets, it contains the electronic serial numbers. All devices have this. Your computer has it, your cell phone has it, your iWatch, your Apple Watch has it, and especially the servers that are used by big tech companies have these electronic serial numbers. And it's one of the ways that hackers can use to track your data, follow the breadcrumbs. Right. Now this, just so that we're clear, this is different than the MAC address. Right. The, or so the, the IP address. The, the, well, not just the IP address. There's the IP address and then there's the MAC address. Those are digitally assigned. So the MAC address, the the IP address is assigned by whatever DNS system you're going through, right? Um, like on your local network in your house, it's assigned by your router or your um, um, 
or whatever switch, whatever you have set up in your home DNS, usually it's your Wi-Fi router. Um, but your Wi-Fi router also has an IP address that is assigned by your ISP. So those are different because those are electronically assigned. The MAC address is also electronically assigned, but it is electrically assigned to the card, your network connection card, whether it's a Wi-Fi card or an old Ethernet card that has what's known as a MAC address. Both of those can be spoofed. But, appar right? but apparently your ESN cannot, if I understand correctly. Uh, my understanding is that an ESN is a lot harder to spoof and is usually claimed that it can't be spoofed. I'm not prepared to say that you 100% cannot spoof an ESN because it all depends. I know it's not always it's not always transmitted with like routing data because it's not really used for routing. So the ESN is kind of a different thing. It's not always sent, so it's not always relevant to it. But it is, as far as I understand, the most unique way of of, find, of communicating. It's the most unique identifier for identifying a device over another, any other device. And here we are. It's a shame we don't have access to the sum total of human knowledge. Right. E-cig. And I, and I like how Google says, did you mean ESPN? No, I didn't mean ESPN. <laughs> and half of mine are coming up as e-cigarettes. <laughs> S-I-G, not C-I-G, goddammit. So what Alphabet Soup has said is that the reason why that building was bombed was to get rid of those machines that were used on election night to route traffic and cover up the tracks of the hackers. I don't know See, if I, now, I don't need I don't know if I need to reiterate that to make it sound less crazy because the way that he said it it made a hell of a lot more sense. Right. Now, here's here's something else I kind of want because when we we're looking at this earlier, there's an AT&T building um that's like 2 or 3 miles away and the skyscraper the AT&T building skyscraper, which could very well have sub-basements where they would be doing this sort of thing, is like literally around the corner from where the bombing happened. The bombing happened at 166 2nd Ave. And if you were to go, what is what direction is that? Is that north? If you were to head vaguely north, because it doesn't go true north, it goes like northwest. If you go north from where the bombing happened, you come you get to a corner that's commerce street you take a left you cross third ave and then there's a big complex on the left hand side on the south side that has a giant skyscraper in it that is the at&t building in nashville it is a giant skyscraper it is how tall is it 452 feet to the roof so it's huge so in a place like that i could see that being where the the old internet hub went through the old backbone gets sent through there. I could see that. And it is close enough that it would be affected by the bomb. Yeah. So that's, this is, this is really kind of making me wonder, you know, cause you have the AT&T building and this is one known as the Batman building. Right. Right. Because of it's got two spires on it. And if you look at it, it almost looks like, you know, the stereotypical Batman hood and cowl with right. his two ears standing up. Yeah. It looks ominous. I mean, it, it's sort of like where you would expect, like, 
um, Sauron to run his corporation if Middle Earth was in the middle of Atlanta. Right. You know, it, it really does. It, it does look a lot like Sauron's tower. So, yeah. But that's that's not where the bomb went off. The bomb went off right next to a nondescript brick building. Right. Blocks away. If you wanted to do some real major serious damage to AT&T, the bomb would not have gone off, or so you would think, in this nondescript brick building. Now, what Alphabet Soup had said is that Anthony Quinn Warner knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly what was in that building. He also sent me Alphabet Soup, not Anthony uh, Quinn Warner. Mm -hmm. Alphabet Soup had sent me at the last minute last night while I was having dinner with the kids. I didn't have the chance to, 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 to listen to it last night. I listened to it this morning. I'm going to insert the audio later where we actually have a um, the body cam of one of the police officers say to the effect, yeah, that's 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 where the 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 um, the Internet traffic goes through. That's like one of the major Internet traffic sites for the region. While he was talking, you know, evacuating people, you, you actually hear him say, yeah, that's what's in that building. Well, in the meantime, I found out that that building that's next to is the building that houses all the hard lines for phones throughout the southeast. Makes sense. Good spot for the bomb. Take a ride up. So it's not like it's a secret. It's not. It's, it's like not the like worst it's a kept secret, secret in, in Nashville. It's like one of the worst kept secrets in Nashville. It gets back to the original question again and again. Why that building in particular? Now, Alphabet Soup had said it's to destroy these internet networking machines used by AT&T. And these are, these are big machines. These are big, huge. Like when, when, when you picture a data center for a large major corporation and you're looking at like rows and rows and rows of network ser- servers stacked one on top of each other in these clean rooms that's what he's taught that's what we're talking about yep this is what at&t uses to put their traffic onto quote the internet and after this building was destroyed internet traffic for the region was down our good friend john pica was not able to get onto the internet after this building blew up and it was all it was major news the internet was down for a vast number of people in that region after that building blew up so it's it's not a hoax it's not it's not pure speculation that's made out of nothing something was in that building that had to be destroyed alphabet soup is saying that it was it was to destroy these machines that Mike Lindell was talking about. The, the specific machines that carried the traffic overseas that hacked our election with the help and the assistance of a couple people within the deep state. And I know that sounds crazy when I say that. By the way, I'm having a nice, nice big glass of water from my uh, tumbler from Zazzle. And you can get your own by going to Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. 
uh, the one that I'm, I'm drinking out of right now is my favorite one. It's the blue one. Jay has the entire collection at home. Yep. Got a four pack. In fact, my kids, I only can ever find two because my kids have two in their rooms and they just keep them. Yeah. And, and this is the most popular glass tumbler in the entire house. So get yours today. Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. So um, that brings us to the other the other half of this conversation. Mike Lindell is being blocked on all social media platforms or his, his accounts are closed because he won't stop talking about this. And I've, I've seen the video. I've seen absolute proof. I've seen it and I've heard it. And it's, it's very dry. It's very speculative. He's, he and the guests, Mike Lindell speculates a lot, but the guests he has on the show who are experts in voting machines and and the um, voting procedures, how do they, how they carry out um, election day in these various states, they're very knowledgeable. But here's the problem. I don't want to talk about these people by name. I, I, I don't want to right. talk about this to such an, a great extent because you talk you talk about Mike Lindell. You show support for Mike Lindell on your social media platforms and you either get a warning or you get a 12 hour suspension or both. Why would I? Why I mean, would that? We don't. Why would why would anyone take that chance? I don't know what would happen to us if we actually talked about this documentary openly and if we actually said oh hey everybody go and watch this documentary because right, which I'm, is we talked about this last night is that something is that a chance we want to take because it doesn't matter what context you're talking about it in how do we how do we know that tomorrow like our accounts are going to be suspended and this this is like very scary if Mike Lindell was was a, a, just a kook, if he was just a nut spouting off about how Apollo 11 never landed on the moon or the earth was flat. No one would give him the time of day. Nobody would care. If yep. Mike Lindell was talking about how all the people in Australia are actors for NASA because the earth is flat and there's no such thing as Australia, nobody would care. Right. This guy is a multimillionaire. He has hundreds of millions of dollars and he's willing to throw it all away by talking about how he believes this election is rigged and is being deplatformed. If he was such a nut and what he's saying isn't harming anybody. Then why is he being deplatformed? Why, why is, is he, he why is he being deplatformed? It's like it's the Streisand effect. Right. The more you censor him, the more you're going to have crazy conspiracy theorists with podcasts in southern New Hampshire talk about it. <laughs> the more you censor, the more interest you're generating. Right. Um, one of the craziest things, and we're, we're not going to perseverate on this too much. Um, we talked about this just a little bit in, in, in last week's episode. I was told that if I read the newspapers, the local, if I, if I read the Brattleboro Reformer, and if I was caught reading the Brattleboro Reformer, my mom's boyfriend would break my fingers. What I didn't know at the time until I actually went, <laughs> I went 
right to the school library. <laughs> and I actually started reading the newspapers. Oh, he got fired for stealing from work. He got fired for stealing at the town department where he worked. I wonder he didn't want you reading newspapers. I know. find out shit about him. I don't. Honestly, I don't care about the newspaper. I'll go. I'll go to the newspaper and I'll flip to the comics and and um, I'll read the Garfield comic and move on with the rest of my day. Garfield. What is it? Pre Calvin and Hobbes era. I mean, yeah, it was pre. Oh yeah, it was definitely pre. Dude, this okay. is this is the mid eighties. Come on, man. Uh, all right, fair enough. Fair enough. Continue. Continue. The more you tell people, don't go and look at Mike Lindell's video. And the more that you block it on YouTube, the more people are going to search for it on platforms such as DuckDuckGo, and they're going to find it. They're going to go and watch it on BitChute. And now Mike Lindell has this new social media platform called Free Talk. And for you to watch his video, his documentary, this, and, and the one that, that he has up, it's been trimmed down to two hours. In a couple of minutes, you have to join Free Talk, which is a parody of Twitter, so you can watch this video. It's the Streisand you know, effect. It, it really is. And I don't understand how people don't get that, how they don't understand that. I mean, because this is something that everyone does. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a surprise that, you know, if you're, quote unquote, not allowed to do something, that's the first thing you want to do. These people never been teenagers or something. I mean, what the hell? Like if my wife had said, whatever it is you do, don't look in that closet. Don't look in my closet. What's the first thing I'm going to do? I'm going to look in the closet. Unless it's Christmas and I don't want to spoil her surprise that, right. she, that she has for me. Then I'll have the kids do it. <laughs> 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 if it's not this, this, or this, don't tell me. That way there I can be surprised. Yeah. This segues into the other thing that we wanted to talk about. Whereas the woman who played Cara Dune on Star Wars The Mandalorian was fired for a comment that she made on Twitter. I don't know if you have that up right now and you wanted to read it to us, Jay. I actually did not have it up. All right, hold on. I can get it up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Gina Carano because I know there's freaking screenshots of this thing so let's see if this one is high enough resolution she showed a a picture of a woman from World War II in Germany being chased down by a bunch of people and the tweet says, Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Quote, because history is edited, most people today won't real, don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone from their political views? End quote. That's not an unfair criticism. No, it's not. That's not an unfair. When you, yeah. you know, I find it funny that the people on the left who for years have been extolling the evils of quote unquote othering, which was a big deal when Obama was president. They're like, oh, they say this, they say that to make him the other. That way there it's easy to hate him. Right. And yet, isn't that exactly what they're doing right now to people? 
based on their viewpoint. And how is that any better? Oh, because you can change your mind. Oh, okay, so I need to change my mind is what you're telling me. It's The problem is not that you can't stop being a Jew or you can't stop being black. The problem is why are we ostracizing someone who is different? Why are we making that difference bad, right? And if it's if you're thinking to yourself, well, you can just stop being a conservative, then you're part of the problem because we need diversity of thought just as much as we need diversity of physical characteristics, right? And these are the things that seem so simple and obvious to me. Yeah. But evidently, it's a really difficult concept for some people to wrap their mind around because they want you to think like them. And because they want you to think like them, it doesn't occur to them that that's a problem. I don't. And here's the thing. I don't want people to think like me. I don't want oh, to. I don't either. Because I mean, I and, like being the I like being the weirdo. <laughs> yeah. And, and, he, and here's the other thing is in, in part of the conversation that I had with somebody else that we will we will talk about later on. There are times I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm yeah. not right about certain things. I hope I'm wrong about why this brick building in Nashville blew up. I don't want to I don't want to believe the election was hacked. I don't want to believe that there is a there's a secret cabal within our government that's hijacking democracy. I don't want to believe that we are becoming a, um, a plutocracy run by technocrats. I don't want to believe that. I don't right. want to believe that Jeff Zuckerberg is using Facebook to sway elections. I don't want to believe that. There are aspects of the show I wish we never had to talk about. Yeah. But the idea that you, you you talk about these things, like if you say anything in defense of Gina Carano, Gina Carano, I'm sorry, I was suppressing a burp. <laughs> if you say anything supportive of Gina Carraro, people will come down on you on Twitter and Facebook for being anti-Semitic. And what she had said, I, I, I can I can see why some people would take offense to that. Is it worth her getting fired? See, now here's where you and I differ, because I don't see how anyone could take offense to that. Well, no, I think the thing she, is that it was just like, I think that the idea that she's comparing um, being a Jew in Nazi Germany is just like being a conservative in uh, well, I, the United I, States. I, I, because she, yeah, she she is comparing that, but I think she's by doing that she's making the point that what's happening now is a witch hunt. Yeah. There's a group of people being vilified, not because they've done something, but because they're being accused of doing something. Right. Right. If you want to vilify white nationalists, go ahead and vilify white nationalists. There's plenty of evidence to support that they're white nationalists, usually because they'll tell you right. they're white nationalists. Right. But when you're talking to a conservative and you say, oh, you're just a racist. Well, how about you listen to what they say and find out if they're a racist or not? Pay attention to what they're doing, their actions. You know, by their actions, you shall know them, after all, as it says in a certain book. Quite a few people have allegedly read. Right, allegedly. So it just really bothers me that your political belief when you're not 
having a political belief that is bringing harm to someone else is justifiable for some really horrible, horrendous treatment that you would not accept for any other reason. Right. There's something about cancel culture that ought to terrify people, including especially liberals. And we talked about this to a small extent in the episode, The Censorship You Love Always Becomes the Censorship That You Hate, that we did a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Because you're all excited about somebody getting censored, somebody like Rush Limbaugh or Alex Jones or Jordan Peterson. You're all happy and excited when those people get deplatformed. What happens when you say something about Neera Tandon and how Neera Tandon should not be confirmed into her position because of her warmongering? The woman literally said that if we go into Libya, we should take their oil because we're running a deficit here in the United States with all of these foreign wars. She's actually pro-war for taking people's natural resources. I thought blood for oil was a bad thing. That's what, isn't that the narrative we were sold under I guess, the Bush yeah. administration? And it's not wrong. So it it's a it's a bad thing only if it's a Republican that's saying it. If it's a Democrat says it, then it's a good thing because, you know, someone's finally doing something. It's freaking crazy. Go ahead. Go ahead and say something critical of Neera Tandon and see what happens to you. You're doing it right now, aren't you? Yes, I am. All right. <laughs> And I think that there's a hashtag block Nira or something like that or block Tandon. Yeah, not seeing anything about blocking her, but oh, I'm sorry. I'm on DuckDuckGo, which isn't really political. No. Nominee for the director of office management, office of management and budget. Oh, yeah. OK, yeah. I didn't recognize the name. Yeah, she's yeah. Nira Tandon is the woman who ran for center for. American Progress, mm -hmm. who took money from organizations such as Facebook, Google, and Twitter in the millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions. And they are responsible. The center, uh, uh, CAP is responsible for some pretty nefarious things through Neera Tandon. Neera Tandon went on the attack on, against anybody who was a Bernie supporter and said, said, quote, unkind things about Hillary Clinton. Neera Tandon attacked progressives who want things like Medicare for all, um, a UBI during a pandemic, um, a living wage, minimum wage, $15 an hour. You can go at, I'm sorry, big stretches. You can go out, you can go after Donald Trump for his mean tweets, but you go after Neera Tandon and her mean tweets, people come down on you like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Now it's a bad thing to do that. Right. And it's, it's funny how quickly it turns on a dime, right? It just, I mean, you're talking a matter of weeks, you know, eight, 12 weeks ago, Trump was an asshole. Look at his Twitter feed, blah, 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 blah. Oh, don't look at her Twitter feed. If she's a good person, you can tell because the new president said so. Yeah. CNN, December 2nd, 2020. Neera Tandon deleted tweets slamming GOP senators ahead of nomination to become OMB director. 
So she she knew that her tweets were going to cause her trouble. President-elect Joe Biden's pick to become the next director of Office of Management and Budget, a key economic post that oversees production of the president's proposed budget for his agenda, deleted critical tweets of GOP senators on Twitter, setting the stage for a tough confirmation process. Neera Tandon, a former Clinton campaign ad, president of the left-leaning think tank Center for American Progress and a prolific Twitter user, repeatedly slammed Republican politicians on her personal Twitter account. While many of her tweets expect, uh, express sentiments common to partisan Democrat operatives, some Republicans have signaled that the tweets are a vulnerability for Tandon's confirmation. In the days after the election, Tandon quietly began to delete more than a thousand tweets from her personal account, some of which were reviewed by CNN's K-File. In one deleted tweet from December 2017, Tandon said the Republican Party is gleefully supporting an alleged child molester, and anyone who gives money to the RNC is doing the same, referring to the GOP support of Senate, Senate candidate Roy Moore from Alabama's special election. Several women had accused Moore of molesting and sexually assaulting them when they were teenagers while Moore was in his 30s, accusations he has repeatedly denied. In another tweet from August 2018, she wrote, Trump called a black woman a dog. About 80% of the GOP doesn't think he's racist, adding that the whole party needs to be defeated. Now, one of the things, and I, I, I skimmed the rest of this article, it doesn't mention how Neera Tandon went after Bernie Sanders and his supporters during the 2016 and 2020 presidential elections. Neera Tandon made it her job to go after people on Twitter who supported Hillary Clinton, who, who supported Bernie Sanders and did not support Hillary Clinton. She's a fierce Hillary Clinton supporter. This is also the same woman who had said, and as I had spouted off earlier, she also had said that we should just go into Libya and take the royal to pay for us liberating them. Right. <laughs> if a Republican said that, there would be another march on Washington. Right. Now, to kind of piggyback on that, there was Joe Biden apparently had a bit of a, we'll call it a, call it a gaffe. While speaking to the Munich Security Conference on Friday, he dropped the N-word. Yeah. You know, where is that in the news? If Trump had said that, it would have been, see, he's a racist. Now, do I think Joe Biden is a racist? I don't know. I honestly have no opinion on it. I don't know if he's a racist or not. The guy's so old that, you know, he said things that were socially acceptable in the past that are now socially abhorrent. So... Maybe he's not. I have no idea. But I do know one thing. The way the media is treating Joe Biden's dropping the N-word is completely different than how they would have done it if it had even been George Bush. Right. Um, um, this is from The Nation, which has close ties to the ACLU. I think I think it's actually... I, I think it's the one of the web pages, the news organizations for the ACLU. The, the secret donors behind the Center for American Progress and other think tanks, Washington institutions esteemed for their independent scholarship don't disclose donations for corporations and foreign governments. 
by Ken Silverstein. The Center for American Progress, Washington's leading liberal think tank, has been a big backer of the Energy Department's $25 million loan guarantee program for renewable energy projects. CAP has specifically praised First Solar, a firm that received $3.73 billion under the program, and Antelope Valley Project in California. Later on, this, um, though the think tank didn't disclose it, First Solar belonged to CAP's Business Alliance, a secret group of corporate donors, according to the eternal list obtained by the nation. Meanwhile, Jose Villarreal, get out your shot glasses if I mispronounce that, take a shot, <laughs> a consultant at the powerhouse law and lobbying firm, Akin Gump, that can't be right who provides strategic counseling on a range of legal issues for corporations was on First Solar's board in April 2012 while also sitting on the board of CAP, where he remained a member, according to the group's listing. CAP is a strong proponent of alternative energy, so there is no reason to doubt the sincerity of its advocacy. But the fact that CAP received financial support from First Solar while touting its virtues to Washington policymakers points to a conflict of interest that, critics argue, ought to, disclose, ought to be disclosed to the public. CAP's promotion of the company's interest has supplemented First Solar's aggressive Washington lobby efforts, on which it spent more than $800,000 during 2011 and 2012. This article goes on to say about how if, if you donated to the Centers for American Progress, the Centers for American Progress, who has close ties to um, senators and congressmen and other appointed leaders in Washington on your behalf. This is Neera Tandon's group. And the minute that you mention that Neera Tandon had a pay-for-play agreement with these big organizations and was lobbying to have laws passed on the behalf of the donors or would benefit their donors or pass laws to help corporations like Google, Facebook, and Twitter. I, I think that, that that's that's a huge serious problem. And you mentioned this. Yeah. Oh, you you don't you don't like her because she's a strong, powerful woman of color. Or I, I don't like her because she's being a bitch and a hypocrite. Right. There's well, an option. And and you'll notice these these people shut up when I ha when I mention. Well, how how do you explain my support for Tulsi Gabbard? Right. Which is ironic, considering they do not support Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. Neera Tandon, who is obviously corrupt. Neera Tandon, yeah. who is obviously compromised, because so much so that Mitt Romney, who is probably the most forgiving person in Congress on either side of the political aisle, yeah. won't vote for her and is actively lobbying against her. Mitt Romney is not a partisan hack by no. any stretch of the imagination. There are a lot of people that are unhappy with him here in Utah, but he's going to get reelected because all that matters is what the people in the Salt Major Salt Lake Valley think of him and they all love him. Oh, well. So, yeah, exactly. But the but the minute you say something on social media that's, quote, unkind to Neera Tandon, you're labeled as a racist. You're you're or, or a misogynist. Right. 
and why and even when you can back up your reasons for disliking her with uh, terms that have nothing to do with the fact that she's a woman right. or that she's a person of color or that she's a Democrat and has everything to do with the fact that she's corrupt. She's a hypocrite. She's called people out and done the exact same things that she's called people out on for doing. You know, you can prove that your reasoning behind disliking her has nothing to do with the reasons they're ascribing to you. You are still dismissed as being just a racist or a misogynist because we're throwing these terms out with increasing regularity where they do not apply. So God forbid someone should come out that is an actual racist or misogynist. Now you're going to have a huge segment of the population that when people are calling them out from being misogynist, they're not going to listen. It's the whole boy who cried wolf thing, you know, and it's, it's infuriating. It is. I don't, I don't want to be accused of something that I haven't done. If you can prove that I've done something or said something with malice in my heart towards a particular group like women, uh, black people, Hispanics, whatever, by all means, call me out on it. But just because I don't agree with what one particular person of that group says means that I have ill feelings towards the entirety of the group. Yeah. You know, all of these people that say they hate Trump, you don't hear anyone else saying, well, you just don't like white people. <laughs> or orange people. You just don't like orange right? people. You just don't like people with bad wigs. You know, I mean, you don't you don't hear people making making those accusations towards them. Why? Because they're saying something about one member of the that particular yeah. group. So why is it not extended that same courtesy when it goes in the opposite direction? Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Thor Chronicles Radio Show. Find out more about the Fedora Chronicles by visiting our website, thefedorachronicles.com. That's where you can find our show notes, past episodes, and articles. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address, fedorachronicle at google.com are great ways to drop us a line with your comments and show topic suggestions and if it's any good we promise we will read your comment on the air support the show by contributing to our patreon page patreon.com slash fedora chronicles for a mere dollar a month you get early access to the podcast updates on what we're doing and for five dollars a month you get all that and a t-shirt and coffee mug of your choice terms and conditions apply. Thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing. You can also support the show and show off your incredible, impeccable taste by buying our merch at zazzle.com slash store slash Fedora Chronicles. The theme songs for the show are Royal Flush and Black Cabaret by Olive Music. All other music on the show is listed on the show page and has been provided to us by Premium Beats from Shutterstock. Copyright The Fedora Chronicles 2020. All rights reserved. On behalf of my co-host Jason and I, this is Eric Renner King Fisk signing off and reminding you to keep your chins up and your fedoras on. 
I do have to correct you, Jay. I, I, that's that's not uh, a wig. That's a comb over. That's the worst comb over I think that you've ever seen oh, in your life. Oh come on! I don't think so. I, I still think he's fucking bald under there, man. Oh no! I I think that he I think that he ha- um he did that thing where it's like you see you see how people have who are bald on the top but have hair on the sides. They grow yeah, yeah, that they out. They do the yinkle. Yeah, yeah. They comb it over. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, no. I'm 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 positive that that that's that's a comb over. No, no, I don't think so. I think it's a wig. I think he's had hair sewn into the top of his head, and it looks like shit. You that's don't think what. that you don't think that there are really bad uh, hair implants? They could be bad hair implants, but I mean, I don't know. That's some sort of. It's not natural, is what I'm getting. I at. totally agree with you. It's not natural. Yeah. I think that that is the most unnatural looking combination bad hair plugs and comb over I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. All right. Because I will wrestle you over this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, come on. Now people are going to be saying we just don't like people with wigs. I'm not going to go there. Homeowners or anything like that. Yeah, uh, see? Yeah, no, because the thing is, is like, and and, and uh, I, to- I told Carol, I promised Carol that if I ever go bald, I will not do any of those crazy comb-overs. I'm just going to embrace it. I'll shave. Oh, hell yeah. I'll shave my damn head. Right? PNP. I mean, I don't think I'm in danger of that happening to me anytime soon, but were it to happen, I would absolutely just completely shave my head bald and completely embrace it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, 